Hello and welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LoveRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We're recording on July 5th, 2022. I'm Rob, editor-in-chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by content writer Ron and our first-time guest, Anthony. Anthony, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, some of your favorite groups, and how you first got into K-pop? Hey, uh, thank you again for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Anthony. I am a nurse from the Bay Area. I, I edit a, a small podcast with my friend Ray called uh, Minor Race Media Podcast. And I will say that my dad joke level is expert. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll lead with that. And then I actually have, have something for y'all later. So uh, nice. f- favorite group, um, uh, and I'll explain it a little bit more, but I uh, went to Lake Tahoe over the winter time. It was just a day trip. And then uh, one of my passengers, uh, he had his Bluetooth connected. And so I just sat there for two and a half hours listening to him twice. So I fell in love with twice. <laughs> Uh, not one, go. not not once, but twice. I fell in love with them twice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'll talk about it a little bit later too. But then Seo Ta- Taiji and the and the boy and boys. Uh, apparently, they were the pioneers of K-pop. So mm. I, I, I like to bring it back a little bit old school. And um, how I got go. into how how I got into K-pop was uh, uh, Rob put together a list for me. Sat there and, and tried to listen to it, and then and then I again I don't speak Korean, so um, would get kind of lost there. But there's some English words, so I, I could follow along. So it's all good. <laughs> and then it was that Lake Tahoe trip in which twice uh, played, not once, but twice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you when you sent me uh, that So Taiji track earlier, like I just the thing that always pops out in my mind with that song is that they always played it. Um, on that one Three Ninjas movie when they went to oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because it's a Korean song. It's a Korean but they're... song. Yeah. <laughs> but it always pops up too, like on a K-pop variety shows too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, welcome welcome to the show, Anthony. It's, it's good to have you here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Rob, for having me. So, Ron, how was your week? Um, I had a pretty good week. Uh, let's see. Where should I start? Um, so, last week... Um, I was able to get tickets to the, the Itzy concert, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I was able to get VIP, so I'm I'm super stoked. I can't wait. And um, I know like a lot of us like in the Discord were all like chatting all at the same time, um, so it was pretty crazy. Well, that whole thing was going down. Um, let's see what else. Also, hung out with a bunch of friends the during the weekend. I haven't seen them in a long time, so it was nice catching up. And also, I started playing this new game last week. It was called DNF Duel. It's a fighting game. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Guilty Gear franchise, it's made by the same developers. But this, um, I guess the IP is from a Korean game, mm-hmm. like an online 2D MMO RPG. Um, so they have like the characters from there and then now they're in a fighting game um it's it's pretty fun but i feel because i'm so used to like street fighter and like capcom fighters in general um this has it's taking me a while to get used to (laughs) with all the timing Mm -hmm. and and all that but it's fun i haven't put a lot of time into it but probably this week i'll try to really dig deep into this one yeah i saw some people playing that like on like a video game websites but i didn't know where the characters were from so you said it's a korean um franchise or something yeah yeah like a 
um, MMORPG, like a 2D one, kind of like, well, I don't want to say like Maple Story, but because like Maple Story is kind of like cutesy, right? But mm. this one's more, I guess, geared towards an older audience. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I know I've, I've always wanted to jump into that latest Guilty Gear, but I just mm-hmm. never got around to it. Was like Sh- Strive or something? Yeah, Strive. Was that? Yeah. But over the weekend, too, um, I saw that um, the Up Up Down Down, they were bringing back their championship uh, belts on, on like the WWE Us and Creed's channel. Mm-hmm. And they, they're usually known for also playing a lot of Tekken. So. I was watching a couple of their Tekken videos, and they just made one want to try like uh, playing Tekken again. I was about to like hit you up to see if you if you had Tekken Seven. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have Tekken Seven. Yeah, so maybe we could uh, link up and play some uh, fighting games because after watching um, some some of their channel stuff, I just like I want to play some fighting games again. Do you guys you play go. on PC? I'm all over the place. Like I, I play on Switch, PlayStation, oh, okay. and PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I mainly play on uh ps4 but um i have some stuff on switch and pc too it's a steam sale that um dnf duel or as, as if i remember correctly i know there was a steam sale like a few days ago at least so i think i might purchase do it man yeah. it's it's fun yeah if anything too there's also like just the classics like uh i think street fighter tekken and soul Calibur usually go on sale too mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah. Cause I know, like, I think during the last summer sale, I bought like the ultimate packs of like Soul Calibur and Street and uh, Tekken. So I mm. bought them and they just sat on the shelf, the <laughs> virtual shelf. But I definitely want to ch- jump in again because I still like have my eye on like either getting like a fight stick or a uh, whatever they call those like button stick ones. Oh, yeah, the hitbox. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that was buying Etsy tickets, visiting friends, and starting to play dnf duel so for me i personally started to binge watch season four of uh stranger things i actually didn't watch it initially when it came out because i don't i don't remember when um season four first dropped but i know that uh people were talking about the second part of season four coming out so i decided to watch that because i know uh i watched it uh the first three seasons when they initially came out and it sort of fell off my radar, but um, this season is crazy. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what Stranger Things is, it's sort of this like '80s goosebumps, like horror story kind of, like kids on bikes kind of kind of a story. But like, um, if you watch the first few seasons, this one like ramps it up that it's a little bit more on the scary side and more on the like. Um, gruesome side so hmm. fair warning um if you jump into that but it, it's pretty interesting it feels like they're sort of like just like at a point where they're like just throwing in stuff that like to like make the story go on and on and on so there's that part of like an ongoing series but it was high quality and there are like um some new characters too that um you end up falling in love with but that was interesting like i'm all i'm all caught up and also, um, on Friday, I got to go Korean barbecue with friends and just, like, uh, played the whole night of uh, board games with them. So that mm-hmm. was fun. So that was Stranger Things Season 4, Parts 1 and 2, Korean barbecue and board games with friends over the weekend. And now it's time for new releases. In this section, we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous week. What do we have on the list this time? 
So this week we have another jam-packed week. We have, I want to say, 10 releases on the list. And starting that list on June 29th with Summy with Heartburn. Then same day we had Super Junior come back with Don't Wait. Then the next day we had Haze with Undo. Also on the 30th, Ravi and Zaido come out with Accent. Then on July 1st, we have J-Hope of BTS come out with more. That same day, Mark Twan of GOT7 comes out with I Miss You So Much. Or as he writes it out as I-M-Y-S-M. Then on July 4th, N-Hypen comes out with Future Perfect. Then the next day, Winner comes out with I Love You. We also have WJSN come out with Last Sequence. And finally, Rothy comes out with Changed Number. Anthony, since it's your first time on the show, what would you pick from 2022 so far as your favorite? Uh, given that I could not pick from this list, um, just because I'm not familiar, I ended up going back a few months. So uh, there's a group called Rocket Punch. And uh, are, mm-hmm. are either of you familiar with Rocket Punch? Uh, I, pay, I, mainly, I mainly picked it because they had a cool name. <laughs> uh, there was a, I guess there was a promo that came out like a few months ago with just their chorus. And then I, uh, I watched the, or I listened to the promo and then I ended up listening to the song and then I watched the music video. And um, uh, there, there's a part of me that, that it had, I don't know, I just got a little crush on, on a few of them, I got to say, but Chiquita <laughs> is, a, is a good, that's the, that's the song. Uh, don't tell my wife that, uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I, I uh, tend to gravitate to a lot of songs that are really like 80s synth driven and it, it just really mm-hmm. like the retro pop. Um, the as a as it builds into the chorus, it gets hype, and I guess Ch- Chiquita, it, it's just like I, I guess it's the sound they make. But then uh, at any time I listen to it, I just think bananas because uh, Chiquita banana. Uh, I just get I get I get amped for bananas, even though the way you say it in the song is totally different. And then uh, there's a pretty cool um, synth solo that happens toward the end of the song that just kind of brings it home. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so I know I know it's it, it's been a few months. I think it's like been four months since that song's released, but I I do like mm-hmm. that song quite a bit. Yeah, uh, definitely there was a trend going on, especially like after uh, the weekend uh, releases, like uh, recent songs that a lot of people in K-pop were starting to go with that synth wave kind of uh, uh, genre. Um, if you liked this song, um, you might like um, Everglow's La Di Da. Okay, um, it's got that. It's got that same like kind of a. Yeah. Kind of a genre to it. There's also a couple of other songs, but that's the first one that I remember coming to mind. But I think that was like maybe my favorite one of like the synth wave wave that came through uh, mm-hmm. K-pop. But yeah, definitely check that one out. Okay, thank you. Yeah, will do. Ron, among this week's new releases, what would you pick as your favorite? So I'm going to have to go with one of my favorite female vocalists, Hayes, with Undo. So if you haven't heard it yet, it's a funk and R&B type of sound, uh, almost like city pop, but not quite there yet. Um, but it's very reminiscent of the, of the 80s funk and, and R&B that was happening at the time. And um, with that song, the lyrics are, I wouldn't say emotional, but you could, you could, you could tell that Hayes was, was hurting a little bit when she wrote this <laughs> uh, song. Um, but basically, it's a song about getting over someone and uh, becoming more independent. Basically, with the title Undo, she sings about trying to forget her ex as if he didn't exist, as if she were to hit, you know, undo, like, I'm on Mac, so undo is com- command Z. I know you PC users, it's control Z, <laughs> right? So there you go. And um, Ace is just an awesome vocalist all around. Uh, I love her voice. That's why I'm a fan. And like with her voice, she has like this, 
like slight airiness to it and the, the smokiness to her voice because like i think naturally she just has a husky voice when she talks so that mm-hmm. that shows through her singing voice and um i'm just a huge fan and i'll talk about her album later which i pretty much had on repeat the entire weekend so. <laughs> nice yeah i like this one yeah definitely this song uh i feel like i jumped the gun on my pick because i didn't really listen to the week's music before like i just did the like uh called dibs on on my pick but mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, I probably would have picked this song first because this is definitely in my wheelhouse in terms of the sound. Like it's got, like you said, it's got those genres that I lean towards: funk, R and B, and uh, sort of like a um, city poppy kind of vibe. Um, I didn't listen to the, or I, I mean, I listened to the lyrics, but I didn't look up the lyrics, so I don't know how it goes on that, but. It's a pretty nice video. Um, she looks stunning in it, and yeah, just the the um, song itself. Like, it feels like a little different for her because she usually does like these more like emotional, like ballady kind of songs. Yeah, and this one, like, I was surprised to hear like a funky bassline come in right when I popped the song on. For my picks, I wanted to uh, just highlight a couple of other songs this week because this week was, even though it was pretty, uh, it's pretty big in terms of releases, uh, like I mean quantity wise. But there was a couple that stood out to me that it made picking this week hard. So uh, first up, I just wanted to highlight Ravi with Accent. It has that sort of um, jaunty, like pop sort of OST kind of a soundtrack kind of vibe, but like. Um, they definitely have that that sort of like uh funky tone to it. All the verses are pretty cool. Like um the first guy he's more of a singer while Ravi and the third guy have like their like rap parts that they fit into the melody very well. Um Rathi, um she also has sort of this like husky voice kind of um chill vibe to her music too, but um this song was pretty chill in that same realm too with these three songs. But being the resident Ujung of the podcast, I had to go with WJ Sun last sequence. Uh, on a first listen, when I was listening on just a um, little Bluetooth speaker that I used for my computer, uh, I wasn't super into it at first. Or actually, I think I listened to it on my TV outside of with the sound system. But like, it didn't hit me for at first. But when I listened to it, uh, listened back to it on my headphones uh, leading up to the show. I definitely heard a lot more of the details and it sounds a lot more like fuller compared to like a, for some reason, a sound system and a Bluetooth headset or a Bluetooth uh, sound sound speaker. Mm-hmm. But this is got that electronic pop genre to it, but with a darker tone. Um, it feels like a little bit of a more mature uh, sound for WJSN. They're usually a little bit more on the pop electronic side. Uh, even their styling and their outfits give them a, lo- a more mature look. And one thing also that I liked about it was um, I'm usually not a fan of Exe's raps, but this one, they sort of gave her a, a different section compared to the rest of the song um, that it sort of like gives us like supermodel vibes. It sort of even reminded me of her rap in Butterfly because they switched it up like um, dramatically for her part there too. Um, one thing that sort of stood out to me that I wasn't a fan of was uh, Yeon Jung's bridge because it sounded like she was either singing to a different tempo or a different like time signature 
or she was just singing like these weird like syncopations it just sounded different compared to the rest of the song like sound like she was like off beat or something but it's weird too because dawan in the first verse had a similar thing but um overall i like the song um i it probably won't be like in the top top compared to the rest of their um songs just because like that darker tone mm-hmm. um is something that i'm not usually a big fan of but um it's a good song and then when you say darker tone is that more like Dreamcatcher territory or a little more lighthearted uh, than that uh you could say Dreamcatcher, but it's not like Dreamcatcher, like uh like demons and metal kind of and, like, territory but guitar <laughs> like it, it's just got that sort of um sort of just like more mature like i guess i could sort of like like when i was saying like super Mario, it feels like a song like a runway catwalk song oh, like okay. a supermodel song got it. but that was rocket punch's chiquita Hayes is undo and wj sends last sequence in the new segment we'll share our picks for what happened in k-pop for the week so anthony what did you bring for news this week well i wanted to spotlight something really interesting because i guess uh, I, I just learned this how they say their name but it's ab sixu am i saying that right uh, uh, I, I'd watched the I'd watched the video and uh, apparently that's how <laughs> that's how you you would you'd say their name. But AB Six U, I guess they were they performed uh, we're recording July fifth, so they performed yesterday at a at a WNBA game during the mm-hmm. halftime show between the Los Angeles Sparks and the Phoenix Mercury. And I guess it it was at uh, I I refuse to call it Crypto dot com Arena. It's the Staples <laughs> Center. It will forever always be the Staples <laughs> Center. So I I uh, wanted to bring that up because apparently they're the the second group to ever second K-pop group to ever perform at an American uh, professional basketball event. So uh, nice. kudos kudos to AB Six U for that. Uh, the official YouTube posted the wide view of the performance of their song, which they performed yesterday. And then they just uh, finished up their U.S. fan meet tour, uh, AB New Area 2022. Their last stop was in Los Angeles. So uh, if you were there yesterday celebrating July 4th, you got a show and you got to see some uh, uh, women's basketball. And uh, and AB 6 has they now have the uh, the pedigree to say that they, sh- they shared a court that Kobe Bryant once played on. So I think that's a big deal. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You know, when I first heard the news that they were playing at a WNBA game, I'm going to be honest, I thought that was like the most random place <laughs> for a K-pop group to perform at. Um, like even like when Bam Bam performed at a Warriors halftime game, I thought that was super random. I mean, not quite as random since he's like the yeah, Warriors like the like ambassador. ambassador. Or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is still like, that's crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> but... Yeah, but I mean, good for AB6, man. Like, proud of them spreading their, you know, their influence around. I I also yeah. was a, was a bit confused. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I also was a bit oh, no, confused because uh, there's four of them, and I was expecting six of them. So I was mm-hmm. like, one or the other oh. two gonna, one or the other two gonna come out and perform, <laughs> and then and then I I went back some some of their back catalog, and I was like, oh, there's always been four of them, and I go, yeah, I'm kind of dumb, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no. So um, definitely AB, and you, uh, it's like if you're just being English about it, it's just AB six. Like it's got that silent IX. I forget what the IX stands for, but um, because it's it's one of those things where it's it's an English word, but it's translated into Korean uh, characters that um, usually with like a like a 
sound like six like it has that like s at the end so right. you don't have to like put so much uh, emphasis emphasis on that but uh, um if you're asking about the six um there were there were originally five members oh. <laughs> and this the quote-unquote six member is the fans it's like one of oh. those like sort of like um things but uh yeah unfortunately the original leader he got caught up in some uh in a DUI, so he had to leave the group. Oh, because, that's yeah. that just made it more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the story of uh, AB6. But yeah, I'm, I'm. It's nice to see that um, they are able to perform on on a court. And that's interesting. It's they are only the second one to do that. Mm-hmm. And you knew that the first one was Bam Bam, or was it another yeah, group? Yeah, well, I just knew of? that. I, I just knew that they they had a, a, a K-pop uh, performer at, at Chase Center a few uh, months back. Yeah, so I, I just knew that, and then. And then, I, yeah, I just saw all the promos for, for that. So I, I mean, it, again, it's interesting just uh, the um, how ubiquitous uh, K-pop has infiltrated American pop culture, to where they're mm-hmm. getting, they're actually getting booked and invited to perform mm-hmm. uh, in in these these uh, these types of venues. So uh, again, I, I I mean, I have no I, no doubt that the uh, the exposure for K-pop is is going to grow exponentially here. Uh, on this side of the world but it, it's just amazing to see so i i, I would not so I, i'm willing to put some money on this but 10 15 years from now i know that's still kind of a long way but 10 15 years from now i can guarantee at least like bts will have performed at a super bowl like i gotta say that so i, I will we'll put that i'll put money on that you can <laughs> mark today's date and then I, you know if we could play some bets uh maybe there's a prop bet somewhere where they perform in, in like <laughs> Super Bowl in 2029, man. I I gotta say, I'll stop. I'll put that out there right now. I'm surprised they haven't done that already. That's yeah, what I'm me saying. Too. Yeah. And they they may have already missed like like the prime BTS uh thing because if you didn't hear, they're sort of like taking time to do solo activities. But but yeah, like um, I think the weird thing is that. Because I think they shadow dropped this announcement because they announced it that morning that they were performing at the WNBA game. So I think it may have been just sort of like a spur of the moment thing because, like you said, they were in town for um, their fan meet in L.A. So I think just like maybe a promoter caught wind that they were in town to get them to perform. But when I was watching the video, um, they were getting a big pop from the audience. So okay. there had to have been like a AB6 um, um, they're called AB News. They're um, their fan base. There was so, I would assume that there were some in the audience because people were cheering like dur- d- during the video. So yeah, either yeah, people, that was people that, like that was le- a lot strong. Like there was a, there was a lot of like a, a big. It, it it made it sound like the the crowd was bigger than it is on the video. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I think either pe- like fans just got up and bought tickets like right away or. People are just very welcoming of K-pop, especially uh, AB6, AB6, because um, I wouldn't think that AB6 is that big in the States um, compared to, like, other groups, but yeah, that's good That's good for them. So that was AB6 performs a WNBA game. Ron, what do you have for news this week? All right. So if you are a stay, a fan of Stray Kids, this is some bad news. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to say that Stray Kids has postponed the two U.S. tour stops after three members test positive for COVID-19. 
sad, sad stuff. The announcement was made on July 3rd. So July 3rd, Atlanta show, and the July 6th, Fort Worth, Texas show, both of those have been postponed. So Lino, my guy Felix, and Ian have been affected, while the other members and staff have tested negative. So far, no symptoms were shown, and they have been in quarantine since testing positive. And JYP and Live Nation apologized for the inconvenience and asked fans to patiently wait for updates. So, so far, the Atlanta show and the Fort Worth show have been postponed and everything else is kind of up in the air. They, ha- they haven't really made any announcements on whether the upcoming shows, which is LA, Oakland, and Seattle. And I, I want to say there's one more too, but I can't remember. Um, so far, those shows are still going on, but um, we just kind of have to, to wait and see. So sad news if you stay, especially if you bought tickets to the Atlanta and Fort Worth show. Because I, I read on Twitter and um, on Reddit too, like people who have bought the tickets were like already there in their hotels and just <laughs> spent the weekend there, which kind of sucked. Sorry for those guys and gals. Yeah, I know I had my eyes out for the, uh, I think they were supposed to be in San Jose or Oakland. Uh, but they they have a, a NorCal stop. But yeah, unfortunately, that's just what what happens um with covid-19 just running around mm-hmm. um unfortunately um we just have to be flexible with these tours going on because covid-19 is still a pretty prevalent thing going on that i think there are even like other diseases going around too but um we all just have to make our due diligence like we say every week um whenever these kind of news stories come up to um stay safe and just um be careful out there so that was straight kids postpones two u.s tour stops after three members test positive for covid19 for my news this week i wanted to highlight aspa giving a speech at the un 2022 high level political forum on july 5th the sm group presented a speech that tied their avatar concept with the real world development of the metaverse and virtual world giselle delivered a bulk of the speech as one of the group's main english speakers The speech mostly revolved around moving forward and building a sustainable world to better reflect onto the virtual ones that are being built right now. Karina closed out the speech with a brief thank you and an introduction to their song, Next Level. So, like we spoke before about uh, BTS at... They were at the UN too? Previously, but not not this year, right? Uh, Which... What was that one that they were just um, um, representing at? Um, for the oh. Asian hate. Oh, that was for um, it was for the White House. For oh, that Asian... was just at the White House. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, it's it's nice seeing that um, there's there's still uh more K-pop representation coming out here to sort of utilize their their platform and their audience to um get the word out there because, like like we said before, like Asian. Asian American hate is like a big topic that's going around, but also just like a sustainable world and environment is also a big issue because um, we just need to sort of do our parts to make sure that we're on this world for as long as we can. Agreed. Yeah, because I sort like um, because this wasn't my first topic of the night. Um, I I briefly looked at the the speech when they um, first hit news. And I sort of like tuned out when um when Giselle was sort of like 
giving like a little preamble to like how they're like their concepts with their avatars and stuff. I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> they're like <laughs> talking about bring because also like I guess like co- the um, seminar was like labeled high level, so mm-hmm. it just so happens that their song is called Next Level. Mm-hmm. That is just such a like um, a product placement kind of um, thing to like say like oh our avatars and talking about the metaverse and I'm just like oh <laughs> this is a little a little weird but it's it's nice that they're uh using the platform to um get the message out to, out there for people to be a little bit more uh conscientious um on being green and stuff like that so with Espa being at the the UN great you know they're repping K-pop but to me it it, it kind of felt a little commercial just because like what you said earlier, they were plugging in kind of like their SMCU stuff and the song Next Level. The girls are probably, you know, 100% genuine about what they're saying. But a part of me still felt like um, they probably <laughs> should have, shouldn't, they probably shouldn't have plugged in their, their, st- their stuff when they have like such a serious message. I don't know, but I, I like seeing the girls on there and I, I think they did a great job regardless yeah i guess after watching it it sort of like gives them a sort of a link to why they're even there uh presenting mm-hmm. on the topic in the first place because yeah, true like if they if they just came out of the blue and just like hey we're here talking about uh sustainable uh uh resources and stuff then mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't make sense but i guess if they could tie it into the thing but I mean, I, they didn't really like plug in like, oh, next level. They <laughs> said like, they're, they're just like introducing that they're going to perform next level, which wasn't on that video um, that I saw. Mm-hmm. But it sort of did give me that that vibe, like I said, um, when we first talked about BTS and addressing um, stuff like this. I, it just reminded me of that uh, Dave Chappelle sketch where there's like an earthquake and then people were running around asking for jaw rule to give their opinion about the earthquake or something like that, oh, yeah. that it felt a little random, like the celebrity endorsement thing. But I mean, if they could reach their audience to spread the message then that more power to them. True. So that was Aspa gives a speech at the UN 2022 high level political forum. In the spotlight section, we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist song album tv show or the like anthony what would you like to spotlight this week so this week i wanted to talk about how uh like you said bts is um they, they're kind of going their own separate ways although i did hear that they're they haven't officially said that they're breaking up so there's hope that my super bowl bet will be will come true in the future <laughs> uh but um am i saying is it, is it jungkook Jun, Jun, Jungkook Jung, or Jungkook? 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 Okay. All yeah. right. Jungkook and Charlie Puth, uh, they collaborated on a song together and then they dropped it before the 4th of July weekend uh, on the other side of the world and then it slowly moved its way over here to the Billboard. So it, uh, it, it made its strong debut over the weekend and then apparently it's, it's gotten a, um, a hot 100 uh, entering this morning. So uh, props oh, to them. Yeah, just to have that that um that collaboration because anytime i think of charlie puth i think of uh of fast and furious that song that he had with Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> oh. you know yeah. and then i mean but people people still reference that song and that was yeah. the that was the movie in which paul walker there was like his final fast and furious movie so um 
I, again, just kind of bridge. I mean, not that BTS needs any help uh, anyway, but just kind of distinguishing. Jung Jungkook is distinguishing himself uh, as willing to collaborate with a, with other like minded artists and come up with the song. So left and right, I was trying to look up the the lyrics. I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that they're collaborating and it's kind of a, a like a in itself is like a meta reference, but. Um, it's it's pretty cool that they're they're bridging those gaps, and then hopefully again it paves paves the way for some more of these collaborations to take place. Yeah, and and I agree. Like it, it's great seeing them work together. I always kind of felt like you know with K-pop, it's it's kind of like its own thing, right? It's from South Korea, and it's, it has its own identity. So seeing uh, Jungkook and Charlie Puth like collaborating, it, it kind of feels like to me that. The Korean pop culture is creeping into the West and kind of like integrating itself into it. Like you could, you can already see like, well, like what was it last fall with Squid Game, where everyone was pretty much referencing it, and it has become part of the the Western pop culture, even though it's from South Korea. So this is so this is really cool. I like it. Wait, let me let me ask the both of you real quick. So if mm. if you had, if you can come up with like a dream collaboration between someone from the k-pop world uh and, and someone from you know like the like uh, american pop music for instance like what what would your guys's dream collaboration be oh man that that's hard i know Ugh. there's so many to pick from I, especially yeah. in k-pop there's <laughs> there's so many to pick from like i i'm already I, i've already written down a lot of your re guys's recommendations so far we're, we're only about uh, halfway through the show so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, uh, Robert, you want to take a crack at this? <laughs> uh, well, maybe one that like maybe pops out like even though like um, he's not like up there on like my personal list, but it'd probably be fun to see like Rain and Justin Timberlake mm. uh, pull out something mm. like do a sort of um suit and tie kind of kind of a concept mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because they're both just like of that kind of like solo artist um, presence that they both would do something fun like that. Um, that's something I'd want to see, but um, if I could probably see one, um, I don't know. I, I probably have to think about another one, but I'll, I'll use that one for now. Did you come up with one, Ron? Oh, man, this is hard. Um, one that kind of like popped into my head was... Um, I would like to see Adele and Taeyeon uh, from mm -hmm. Girls' Generation do a collab because, like, they both have, like, strong voices. And I think um, Adele has a very powerful and, like, heavy voice where Taeyeon's voice is strong, but it's still, it, it's kind of, like, feels lightweight a little bit when you hear her sing because her tone is very, you know, airy and, and clear. So I think they would balance each other out pretty well. So I'd like to see those two collaborate. So, so you're saying like they they would complement each other really well. Then, yeah, they, they would they would mesh well. Okay, all right. I, I think Rob mentioned it earlier, but I I do want to. I mean, you, he mentioned the weekend, but I I would like something. It it wouldn't be any one particular from Rocket Punch, but just to hear <laughs> the weekend put something uh -huh. together with Rocket Punch, I think they could do it. Oh yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and also, um, like, um, if you didn't go too far back on Rocket Punch's catalog, they have a couple of songs with that sort of like synth pop, um, kind of uh, feel like their their debut song was very like 
synth wavy '80s sounding, so they they they'd probably fit the fit the mold pretty well. Yeah, and then just to just to hear how the weekend would complement them, I'd, I I think that would be just because they're. Uh, I mean, like like I said, Chiquita is such a strong song, so I just want mm-hmm. to see how. Uh, you, you know how the weekend can hit a lot of those high notes, just to kind of see how he balances those out too. Mm-hmm. So that was BTS Jungkook and Charlie Puth's collaboration with Left and Right makes a strong debut on Billboard's Hot 100, Global 200, and more. Ron, what would you like to spotlight this week? Yeah, so I have a question for the both of you guys to kind of spur a discussion around this topic. But before I ask that question, I would like to bring up something that happened last week that kind of spurred this question. BTSV received some backlash for not interacting with fans and in the media when he was heading to his car at the airport after coming back from Paris. Right as he entered the car a few minutes later, he apologized on Weverse, saying sorry that he couldn't you know, say hi or anything like that. But sometime during the day, the media reported that V had some attitude because he didn't <laughs> say hi or anything like that and i would like to note that lisa blackpink who was with him um park bogum who's an actor also with them during that trip they were able to interact with media and fans so that kind of spurs a question are the fans and the media are they entitled to interactions from these k-pop stars do artists have to say hi to them do they have to stop and chat and and post her pictures and stuff. And in my opinion, I don't think they have to. <laughs> uh, mm. Yes, they're celebrities and it's a part of their job, but you know they don't have to spend all that energy if they don't want to. And especially, you know, this is BTS we're talking about. <laughs> they have like such a high status, I feel like they could almost get away with anything, <laughs> pretty much. But then at the same time, a lot of their moves are scrutinized because they are so massive so i'm i'm curious to what you guys think about this well yeah i i will agree with ron on this one just because i know that because they're in this underneath the microscope and on the spotlight all time it could be rather exhausting and so mm-hmm. you know what you got to give grace to some people who are probably not having the best day i mean we don't know uh what's yeah. going on in their lives that they're just kind of in their head i mean i know i, I experience it and i have to tell my wife sometimes that i i just need a moment to just kind of be by myself and and chill for a mm-hmm. bit and it's nothing personal i'm sure it's nothing yeah I mean, he, he went on social his social media right after and apologized for it but you know sometimes that these are normal human beings at the at the very yep. core of it and then you know they sometimes they deserve a break and uh I I think sometimes the media and the people and I get that you know if it wasn't for the people and and the media coverage that they wouldn't have exploded so widely they've so become widely known around the world that you know it it wouldn't be, be without them right so yeah. I I understand from the fan point of view that it they kind of take ownership like they they kind of give uh take credit for some of that which is uh, um you know everyone's entitled to their own opinion but yeah, I think people have to keep in mind and be mindful that sometimes people just need to do their own thing or kind of just hang out by themselves or uh, just kind of be in their own little world for, e- even if it's just for a few minutes. I mean, again, mm-hmm. you're right, Ron. I, I, It's not his fault. He just, maybe he was just going through some stuff at the moment. Yeah, and and I totally agree. Like, 
I think because you know we're in this space, being fans, sometimes we do forget that they're humans first before they're idols, and like a lot of times I hear like you know you read on Twitter or whatever like man I was waiting at the airport for BTS for six hours and I woke up at five in the morning and like like all this stuff and it's like yeah you did <laughs> you know good for you but sometimes sometimes they they need a moment to themselves you know and at a, I, it, and it gets crazy too because like when people post these things on Twitter when they you know air their grievances about their favorite idols this stuff just takes off and it because like sometimes like the stuff can ruin an idol's image over mm-hmm. over nothing which is so unfortunate but yeah and then it it's kind of it, it goes to the, some of those things too where it's like you know not everything's in your control yeah you you woke up early just to try to maybe catch a glimpse but you know yeah. nobody else nobody else asked you to do that like they're yeah and, you know it, it's I mean, you have a little say uh, of of what you do with your time, you know, and and mm-hmm. I get, you know, these are these are opportunities to get try to get up close and personal, but you know, people forget that at the at the start of the day and at the end of the day, these are people that are just trying to make it through the same way as you and I are trying to make it through. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same page as you guys, um, especially coming from like a. The American side of things, because when you look at our celebrities, you could tell like, leave them alone, <laughs> like when they're not <laughs> working. But uh, unfortunately, um, overseas and in, in uh, Korea, it's sort of built into their uh, their brand, into their character and their brand that mm-hmm. they're just always on the clock, like when they're out. But I think like generally, if they're just like out and about, like just going down to the to the convenience store to like buy food or or whatever like i think like especially when you see like just fans like taking pictures um when they when they spot like a like a member like a i've seen like a couple like region from itzy just like going down like walking to their dorm or whatever and then you don't see like swar like fans just swarming because you i think like at that point they're they just know to like respect their space but mm-hmm. like just like if you're just out and about, like this sort of it sucks that that's sort of what's built into their thing that like from when they wake up and go to sleep, like they're always in character because like 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 you guys said, like maybe they don't want to like be happy go lucky all the time, like maybe mm-hmm. they just want to like be normal people um, mm-hmm. when they're just going in their cars. But like I think I saw like people like during K cons when like Luna was going to Target across the street um from the convention that they're just like getting supplies and just like they're just being followed by oh my goodness by like all the fans just going through target um they're they're just like constantly like waving at people smiling that like i could tell like uh, it could get tiresome like i put on that like customer service voice whenever i'm like at work like um mm-hmm. i'm taking calls and stuff but it's just like when i when i got out the call I'm, I'm already exhausted but yeah that, it's just unfortunate that that's how it is um being an idol um that you're always on the clock for the most part so that was our fans and media entitled to artist interaction for my spotlight this week i wanted to spotlight weekly releases a self-filmed special music video to celebrate their second anniversary so on june 30th weekly released a special music video of their fan song top secret as a gift to the fans to celebrate their second anniversary 
they filmed this themselves. I'm probably sure the staff gave them cameras and then they just ran around with cameras all day uh, just filming <laughs> themselves, like having fun and celebrating their anniversary. This is definitely one of my favorite uh, weekly songs. It's really lighthearted and it's got enough cuteness, but it doesn't go over the top for me. That it sort of reminds me of early A-Pink uh, stuff too. Um, their their um, older sister group at um, ISC Entertainment. In addition to this, the members also shared new pictures that they took themselves to social media. And as a cap to the day, they celebrated over a V-Live. So mm. it's great to see that they're still like um, still being high energy um, after everything that happened uh, with, with Jiyoon uh, leaving the group. But it's just nice to see them like celebrating their second anniversary, especially with like, like I said, one of my favorite songs. I was sort of like right when I heard the song, like I knew I was like going to be a little bit sad because I, I could um, they uh, redubbed over Jiyoon's parts to uh, to re-suit the um, the new um, group order. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit sad in that aspect. But um, just congratulations to Weekly for uh, making it to their second year and for hopefully mo- several more years to come. Congrats to Weekly. Oh, and Rob, um, because I have to know. How did Monday sound in this track? Oh, she's amazing. Like, this, um, because she, oh, like, I love her chorus part because she just has such a power to it, but it's not like, I'm pretty sure, like, you're familiar with, like, um, a lot of main vocals and K-pop groups that they just sound miles ahead of the other members that oh, it yeah. sort of sounds like, like, they have, like, a musical theater um, member compared to just, like, the other members who are just there um mm-hmm. doing their thing but this is like one of my favorite monday songs just because like she has such a power to it but it's not overpowering the other members like that's part of what makes this song one of my favorites but it's a great song um if you can go watch it um but definitely like also listen to the uh studio version too to um can remember my my still forever bias uh june <laughs> So that was Weekly releases self-filmed special music videos to celebrate their second anniversary. To end the show, we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily K-pop. Anthony, what would you like to recommend this week? I actually uh, stayed with the K-pop recommendation uh, just because, again, I'm still looking into... I mean, it's just still... There's so much to go through. uh, But I (laughs) I did want... I know, it's crazy. Um... (laughs) Uh, but I, I wanted to go back to the beginning of K-pop, uh, So Taiji and the boys with their song, I Know. And, and again, if if you grew up in the 90s, uh, like I did, like that new Jack Swing sound, uh, yeah. like pot, you know, it, it just, it has, it evokes that kind of, kind of um, just that, that, that rhythm and sound. And, uh, and, and then for, for references, it, it's like, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time, uh, Paula Abdul, Straight Up, um, Tony, 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 Feels Good. Like, it's like kind of that kind of that same vibe. I mean, and those are other recommendations, too. Again, like, if you just need a good, like, 90s New Jack playlist, I mean, just hit those hit those other songs up, too. And so uh, there's there's that recommendation. I can't recommend uh, Scientist by Twice enough. Uh, I, I will recommend that yep. again, Scientist by Twice enough. And then... Um, as far as like another non K-pop recommendation, uh, I was uh, uh, let's see, I'd been reading this this book um, called because the movie's coming out soon. 
I, I reread it. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. So the movie's coming out next week. If you like murder mysteries and coming-of-age stories, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. It made Reese Witherspoon's uh, favorite book list. Reread it again, and then it's just there's this, this huge twist that just comes at you, and it's amazing, and I love it, and I'll leave it at that. Nice. nice. Dude, with all those like music wrecks in the beginning, all the New Jack Swing stuff, yeah, I feel I feel like we're we're showing our age a little bit <laughs> with all those songs, because I love all those songs too. Like I grew exactly. up on those songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like the, the 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 opening theme song of Fresh Prince of Bel Air has that New Jack <laughs> New Jack vibe or Poison, yeah. Do Me, but, uh, Bobby Bobby Brown's uh, that, Bobby that Brown, song yeah. That, yeah, that he did that he did that song that he did for Ghostbusters. That's uh, that's totally New Jack Swing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So that was so Taiji and Boys with their song I Know. And Scientist by Twice, and Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, the book, but the movie is coming out next week. Ron, what would you like to recommend this week? All right. So I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I would like to recommend Hayes' new album, Undo. Like I said earlier, the title track is amazing. She sounds great. And when it comes to her B-sides, it's her usual color. So mm. if you are familiar with the work, you're going to enjoy the stuff some more um and her b-sides are you know her usual slower songs more ballady types like you mentioned earlier robert and um the songs that she has on here are pretty emotional and a lot of them have to do with heartbreak so i'm wondering if she was going through something <laughs> when she were when she was writing the songs for this uh for this album but they're all really good um and one of my favorite songs on here is called thief and it's featuring um Mini from G Idol or Idol or Yoja Idol, however you want to pronounce it. That song is really good. It's a slower song too, but uh, both of them sound sound really good. Um, but I do want to note, like with Mini singing, she is a great singer, and um, I wonder if she was recording this with Hayes with her because there are some parts in Mini's verse where she almost sounded like. Hayes. So I wonder if <laughs> Hayes was showing her some, uh, showing her a couple tricks. And if you're not familiar with Hayes's work, um, I recommend watching her Killing Verse on YouTube. Basically, if you're not familiar with Killing Verse, it's uh, they invite a vocalist on and they pretty much sing their greatest hits. It's a it's a medley of all their greatest hits. Oh, and it's not um, how do I say this? It's not the alt like the songs in their entirety. But they have they just sing snippets, snippets. Or, yeah yeah exactly. But it, I think it's I saw really like good. a Bull Fours version of that. Oh yeah yeah I, I love watching Killing Verses or I guess for vocalists they're called Killing Voice. Sorry, it's Killing Voice. <laughs> <laughs> for rappers it's Killing Verse. But yeah, go check it out. It's really good. Yep, I got that album on my VIP playlist review. Oh, there you go. So definitely, I'm gonna get to that sooner than later. So that was Hayes' latest album, Undo. So for my recommendation this week, I wanted to recommend an anime called Laidback Camp. It's a slice of life anime, and the keyword of this one is chill. <laughs> uh, it definitely makes you want to travel Japan because they use real life locations, as far as I know. That um, the the crux of the story is that um, there's this uh, girl that. Um, goes camping a lot that the the her school's 
um, club wants her to join, but she just wants to go camping on her own terms. And then this new girl from the city comes out, comes to town, moves to town that she wanted to um, join a club, and she comes across the uh, the camping club, and then it just turns into a whole lot of like bonding with each other, going out and camping, like the the biggest uh, obstacles for the anime is just like just like knowing how to camp. Uh, teaching this new girl how to like tricks of the trade and stuff, uh, finding the money to fund for camping gear. Uh, this is really like something to chill with because I know I could probably like rewatch this because a lot of the stuff that I'm consuming right now are like hyper violent right now because <laughs> something like a Stranger Things, um, I think The Boys, um, yeah. Even, even like I said, uh, that one K drama while you were sleeping, or while you were asleep, whichever one it was, mm-hmm. can get a little bit violent at oh, times. Yeah. But if you need something to like take a break from just the the problems of the world, or just like if you need a cooler off of like like I said, like my violent things that I'm watching right now, uh, laid back camp. Uh, there are currently two seasons. You can catch them on Crunchyroll. And I believe that there's a third one uh, that was announced. But yeah, check it out. Laidback Camp. Nice. Rob, nice. Um, do you mm-hmm. like anime dubbed or subbed? Uh, I'm definitely a subbed guy uh, because, um, I mean, unless like I'm doing something uh, like where I just want to have it on the background, I go for subs just have like, the original experience. But... Yeah. I'm with you. Same here. Mm. Love me some subs. Uh, and I'm not talking about Subway. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the dad joke you were talking yeah, about? Really? <laughs> I, 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 could do, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Laid Bank Camp on Crunchyroll.com. Before we get to promotions, I'd like to thank you again for being on the show this week, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks thank for coming you through. Thank you very much. Yeah. So to close out the show, do you guys have anything to promote? Uh, so I, I am a ancient, uh, or I should, belong, I belong in a museum at this point. Cause I still one of the, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the maybe 10 people in America that still use MySpace, but yeah, you can find me on MySpace <laughs> at Merce, at M-U-R-S-E-A-N-T. And then uh, I am also on Twitter and Instagram as Mercant M-U-R-S-E-A-N-T. And then, uh, my friend Ray and I were, were in the process of, of, uh, bringing back our mind erase media cast. Uh, so Look out for that whenever we, we, we drop our, our comeback episode. We're looking toward the end of the year. And uh, maybe you guys can be a part of it. Like you, you Ron, and Rob, come, come on over. Hey. We'll, talk, we'll talk some, of, some more of this K-pop stuff on there and then maybe get some more, some more K-pop stands from our, our audience. So <laughs> there we go. Sounds like a Let's plan do it. to me. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Ron? And as usual, I like to plug our social media accounts. You can find us at Idol Rumble pretty much everywhere. And if you want to talk to us about K-pop, music, tech, video games, board games, wrestling, food, TV, and movies, pretty much <laughs> anything you want, you can find us at our Discord, our Lump- Lobby Rumble Discord. And if you like what you guys heard today, please review our podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. And I'd also like to plug my personal social media account on Twitter. It's at Rontron underscore underscore. 
So that's at R-O-N-T-R-O-N underscore underscore. You can catch my work at LiveRumble.com where I like to write about all things pop culture. Uh, you can catch me on socials. Currently, I'm Invincible Rob. I'm not totally in love with it, but it's better than whatever I had before. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And that'll do it for this week's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Outer Rumble Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>